0: Six oh seven, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host Mike C, and we have got some awesome, awesome, fun stuff to talk about this week. Um, some pretty cool news. I'm kind of excited. It's it's nothing earth shattering this week. There's no really huge stories, but we got some really fun stuff to talk about. Uh, also, we are going to be bringing you the final part of my top ten, or excuse me, my top thirty. Uh, horror movie villains of all time so the top 10 is going to be this week number 10 through one Uh, but before we get to any of that how could I possibly do any of this without the greatest partner the greatest co-host the greatest you fill in the blank he's the greatest at everything he does how could I do any of this without introducing him first he is a heartbreaker a dream maker a
1: love taker he doesn't mess around he's rich that's right that is right. That song's about me, actually. I know it is. True story. Yes, you know. That I believe Bat- it was written
0: before you were born,
1: and Pat Benatar knew. <laughs> ah, that's right. She it knew. definitely was before I was born. Yeah, technically, but that they, they didn't know that. Yeah, they could have known that. You know, I, you know, maybe I was the one Pat Benatar was singing about. Yeah, then she was going through her hard rock phase. She she was going through some kind that's of phase. Right,
0: she was going through a phase. Oh yeah, and she was thinking of you.
1: Good. I'm glad. Cause, yes. Because she was sexy back then. Yeah, she was. Fuck yeah, man. Heck, I'd still date her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I think she's like maybe 60 now. Oh I, I, uh, Yeah, it has 50s. to be right around there. Yeah, I would right date her there. in a heartbeat. Yeah. I hope she would slap me around too with like a guitar.
1: Yeah, her and Joan Jett. Yeah.
0: There you go. Just the two of them could just beat me
1: up. I don't even care. I, I, I'm in. I'm in.
0: And uh, you know, I'd like to also introduce the uh, the smartest man in all of podcasting, and, and welcome back the professor. But uh, the tent's empty out back. Uh, we don't know
1: where he drifted off to. I wish I had a crickets on my soundboard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, if you did, I would have introduced him, and that would have been it. Yeah, that's, there you that's go. We would have gotten. So uh, yeah, he, he tells me he's gonna be back in the studio next week. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I, I think he's he's got some he's got some issues going on too. And, he's a dr- uh, he's a drifter. He's drifting and I think him and Pat Benatar
1: ran off together. I possibly, think that's what's going possibly. on. I think I think he was really uh, the last last I saw the professor, he was really upset about rage against the machine ticket prices.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. He's not happy.
1: No, not at all. Not, not at all.
0: He's a very uh, he's he's a fiery guy.
1: He is. I mean, he's got a point. I mean, he does as a a Rage Against the Machine fan. Even three hundred dollar tickets for Rage Against the Machine. It seems like there's some hypocrisy in their uh, in their message. Yeah, they never were those guys, but all of a sudden it looks like they're those guys. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I once again, I still like the music, but. I can't afford three hundred dollars, no, <laughs> brother. I can't Absolutely even. Yeah, you know, we were just talking about before I we went on air. We got a big. There's a big uh, horror convention coming up in March, Monster uh, Monster Mania, mm-hmm. down in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, that we were thinking about going to. we were going to be a part of it. You know, try to be a part of it, and then you know, it basically broke down to like, yeah, you don't got that kind of time, but maybe we'll go down and check it out. Which we might still. I'm not saying not to go. I was looking at some of them autograph prices. I went, whoo, whoo, they want some money. Really? Like, oh yeah, man, Kane Hodder is expensive. <laughs> dude actually here let me if you're going to cherry hill and I, I really want to point this out I, I this is not a shot at them because it's the celebrities who pick their prices by the way that's how conventions work folks uh we do enough of them that so these I, are individual ticket these prices. Are indiv- the, no well no the ticket prices are the ticket price no i mean for autographs but these are though. for autographs and pictures. That's what I meant i'm to just say. gonna i'm just gonna give an update just to fans just so so they know if, if they're going because thankfully i love the fact that the monster mania convention people they actually put it out there like a lot of places don't put it out there. Yeah, I was kind they of surprised to hear this. They don't they don't they don't actually like give people a heads up, but they do. And that is awesome and so I yeah, thank them awesome. so much for 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 being that awesome. But anyways, here is the uh here is what we got. Uh, just, and th- I'm just going to read off a couple uh, on the, on the better half. Fiona Dorif is only $25 for a photo and $20 for a selfie, $35 for a combo. And for the pro photo app, she's $40. I'm not going to go through all the lists for everybody. Mm. Uh, so she's down in the, she's in the, she's reasonable. Very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, Adrian King, you've met Adrian King a few times. Love also me, very you. reasonable. $30. And if you get an autograph, you get a free selfie with her.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what she was charging. Uh that's what I paid her. Yeah, yeah. When I
1: met her. Richard times. Richard Brake is gonna be there. Uh forty dollars. Not too bad. Uh could be a little cheaper, but free free uh, selfie with autograph. Uh Amy Steele. $30 for an autograph. Once again, not bad. $20, $20 for a selfie. Amy Steele's going to be there? Yeah, $20 for a selfie. Here's where we get into uh There's one person we, we can't go because they're there because you might go to jail. Uh, anyways, uh, Steve Steve Miner is also there. No, no, no. Let's back up. Are we talking Daniel Harris? Oh, no, 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 no. Crystal we're we're ta- Reed? No, no. We're not talking about that kind of jail. We're talking about angry jail. Oh. We'll get When we get there, you'll know. All right. Steve Miner, $30 for an autograph. Not too bad. Free uh, free uh Free selfie with autograph. Uh, Tom Atkins, forty dollars for an for an autograph, oh. free selfie with autograph with the autograph. So I might. You think he will drop his
0: pants and show his? Honestly,
1: butt? if he's if he does that, I'd pay for it. Oh, yeah, I absolutely would too. C-, C J Graham is also there for forty dollars in a free uh, autograph with or free selfie with autograph. Uh, and then you get into some people I don't know who. I, I'm sorry, and I know I'm a horror guy, but I don't know who Alec Ud Ut- is. I don't know the name. He's charging forty dollars for an autograph and forty dollars for a selfie, so eighty dollars if you want both. Diamond Dallas Page is there. He's charging $40 for an autograph and $40 for a selfie. Here's the guy that would make you go to jail. Sean Cunningham is in the building. <laughs>
0: well, you were the one that wanted to kill him a
1: couple weeks ago. Yeah, but you do too. Don't, 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 don't let you lie. Don't lie about I, it. I didn't say the things you did. For, $40 for an autograph, $30 for a selfie. He needs that legal money, though. Yeah. So I understand him. Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley, $40 for an autograph, $20 for a selfie. Kane Hodder, $50 for an autograph, has no other prices. Uh, not, oh, not, he does one other. He, for a pro photo op in costume, 95 bucks. So he'll be dressed as Jason.
0: Well, at least he'll be dressed as Jason. S-
1: Steven and Brad Dorff, both $50 for autograph, $40 for selfies. Uh, Danny Trejo, also $50 for an autograph and $40 for selfies. Uh, Sam Raimi's there. Uh, no, fo- uh, There's X's by some of these things, so I don't know if he's even doing selfies. Yeah. Uh, but Sam Raimi's $60 for an autograph. Sting. The Wrestler, $60 for an autograph.
0: <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be the singer.
1: Here's here's one that's uh, kind of out there for me. Jackie Earl Haley, you know, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, the, the remake. $60 for an autograph, $60 for a selfie, $80 for a pro photo. Somebody has a high opinion of what yeah. they're worth. I've heard that of him. And uh, David Harbour is $80 for an autograph.
0: He's kind of hot right now. Well, he, he is, is but I'm doing, just saying, but, but still, like, still that's, that's a lot. lot. They can keep their money.
1: But, you know. Uh, but I would pay Amy Steele. Yeah, I would pay. I'd love to meet her. Listen, I would pay Amy Steele. I would even be willing, if I was getting no other autographs, to pay Tom Atkins. Oh, yeah. Just because he's a legend. I'll tell
0: you what. If there was one person there, just because I've met her before, that you, you, she's worth paying it for just to meet to is Adrienne King. She's no, awesome. But I, think, she I feel like you could walk up and talk to her. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want, to She gave me a hug and a kiss the last time I saw her. On the cheek, but you should you should remind her of that and be like, "Hey, she remembered me from the year before." She's so, like, "I have met you before. I
1: was in the canoe with you." I was like, "Yes, you were." Look at that. Mike she remembered saying, me. So, Monster Mania is Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Go check it out. Check out the information. Uh, they're not a sponsor of the show, so I'm not going to go back and dig through that information yeah. again. But, but if uh, they want to be and they want to
0: let us uh, yeah, be a part of the
1: show, then then I will have no problem doing. But I already gave them fan service, so if you want to go to a huge horror convention in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, go for it. Uh, You're there. I I got to say, the promoters actually ha- hats off to them. Believe it or not even though those prices are expensive that's not the promoter's fault that's what the celebrities right. charge they just pay the celebrities to appear and and uh i i i think it's great that they actually give fans what the costs are going to be yeah that's because amazing. that way uh also they go out like i said and there's pro photos for everybody those are vary from prices from 60 or from 50 actually all the way up until 95 dollars. i think the most expensive one was the one with kane hotter as jason yeah so I mean I mean I guess I understand paying ninety five. If he's
0: if he's getting full costume, so that a, I can see. C J Graham is if also it was just doing meeting him
1: nah. C J Graham's also doing a full Jason uh, in costume for eighty bucks as well. Yeah, but I mean I would prefer the Kane Hodder one, depending upon right. which makeup. Yeah, because they didn't say which makeup. They just said in costume. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, once again, uh, I, we might still be checking it out, I and mean, if Mike has time, if I have time, we might be going down there just n- as fans, not as like whatever. But like, obviously, if we go somewhere, we tell you guys about it. So yeah. So we'll talk about it if we do go down. I don't know if I'm going to be paying any of those races. I might just no. pay my pass to get in, walk around, uh, say hi check to check out him. check out the vendors, say hi to some people, call yeah. it a day. You know, uh, you know the normal. Maybe hand out some uh, flyers and such. Right. You know, you know the the, the normal things. The norm. But, anyways, uh, well, with all that with all that interesting stuff, we got news. Yeah, why don't we kick off the news? Yeah. So you
0: mentioned David Harbor. Uh, there was a trailer. We had a little teaser. We got a little teaser with David Harbor in it the other day. So, you know, it was it was the best Valentine's Day gift that I could have gotten, and I'm sure you feel the same. We got our first tre- t- uh, tra- teaser trailer, excuse me, uh, for Stranger Things season four. Yeah, from Russia with love.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, so it was
0: basically a bunch of men working on the railroad.
1: Yeah, no, no surprise that the hopper's still alive. I mean, yeah, everybody if you watched, it. well, I mean, if you watch the end of it, they say about the person in the other room is the is the American, and right. that's what they refer to him as. So well, I, I knew he was alive. What about the American? You know, eh. but
0: he's a prisoner of the Russians, and he's in and
1: he, he's in Russia. It looks like so. It's going to be interesting to see how this season goes. I mean, I, I I said on the Three Fat Nerds podcast, I think it's just going to be uh, pretty much uh, the search for uh, for Hopper. But how do we get there? You yeah. know, the kids are split apart. We, that was the end at the end of the season. We found that out. Uh, you know, Hopper's now in Russia. Everybody thinks he's dead, but he's in Russia. You know, I'm sure Eleven is going to have some connection to him and realize that Hopper's alive, and yep. that's gonna that's gonna spark some kind of international incident. But you know, we'll right. find out. I, I can't wait to see it. If it's I, if it's half as good as season three was, yeah. it should be great. How do
0: you top season three? I don't think you can. The way that that season ended almost should have been the the end of the show. Oh,
1: absolutely. It was
0: so emotional. It was so well done. It felt like a finale.
1: I st- I, I purposely didn't watch the last episode for like three weeks because you and Ron are both like you're gonna cry yeah so i purposely did too like i I, I did i did i I binge watched everything but the last episode because you guys told me about crying i said i ain't watching it yeah i'm not putting myself and then of course i got to got to that and i did i cried Uh, cried like a little girl i don't care what anybody
0: says that was the best single season of any show that's ever been made and that was the best finale of any finale in this in the history of television
1: it was the best i I, I will give you this it was the best i think it was the best uh uh, season finale of a television show Best single season is tough because I really like True Detective season one.
0: I never watched that. True Detective so I can't Season say that. One is super good. That's so, what I keep but hearing. It's,
1: but it's on par with that, for sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: All right, moving on. Uh this past Thursday, oral arguments were made in the latest round in court in uh, the court battle over the Friday the thirteenth rights. Um so Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham, they were they were at it again. And, uh, Larry Zerner, of course, we all know Larry Zerner as Shelley from part three, and he's now an entertainment lawyer. Uh, he kind of broke it down, uh, as to pretty much, you know, what may happen with this. And I, there's no big news, you know, this isn't really no, news, no, no. but, um, basically what he said is the court can do one of three things. One, affirm that Victor won and owns the rights to the first Friday the 13th two, reverse and say, Sean owns all the rights or three, send it back to a district court for a trial. And then he did add, uh, quote, if I had to pick, I would bet that the court affirms and holds that Victor owns the rights, but you never know. If either side loses, they can appeal to the su- Supreme Court, and uh, it's very unlikely that will happen, as the uh, Supreme Court would accept. Uh, it's it's unlikely that the Supreme Court would accept the case. Right. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, pretty much uh, what this breaks down to, if Sean Cunningham somehow does pull off the heist of the century here, and, and he does end up winning this thing, we're going to get another Friday the 13th movie quick. Oh yeah. Victor Miller gets it they got to work together again. They've got to they, yeah. they're going to have to work together to get another one out there.
1: And but if I here's the thing I look at Victor Miller looks like he's uh he's willing to you know license it for a price oh yeah which is fine so all you have to do is pay him it's, it's Sean, Cunningham it comes down to Sean Cunningham's it. greed I mean yeah. let's be honest I mean obviously if you want to go to Cherry Hill, New Jersey to Monster Mania you can see you how can, greedy he is you can you can you, well no not just that you can you can get a picture and autograph and help his court case if, yeah. if if you want the movie to come quicker I guess what was it like twenty twenty five thousand $25,000 for yeah, an autograph no or it was I, I do believe I, I what did I say 40 and 40 I want to say it was 40 and 40 yeah. 40 and 40 or it was, 60 it was and 40. a lot it was, it was a lot for him I, I'm sorry I I'm not a Sean Cunningham fan. No, uh, especially after all of this stuff. Uh, you know, hey man, it, it's it's a weird world we live in. People are chomping at the bit for it. My my problem is going to be this: it's going to be too little, too late. Yeah. What's going to happen is this that we'll finally, the, you know, it'll reaffirm. I I think I think I think that uh, Zerner's right. It'll reaffirm. They'll have to work together. They might come to an agreement quickly. By quickly, I mean within three to six months. And then by the time the movie goes into production, so mind you, this court case will probably be, we won't hear anything from this for another month or so. So then three to six months after that, we're putting yourself into the summer months of 2020, Uh, actually fall, we'll be in fall pretty much by then. Uh, So the earliest you will see a movie, even if they had a script ready to go, the earliest you would see a movie was probably summer or fall of 2021. And that's if they rush it. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking at least 2022, I'm
0: guessing. And here, yeah, but I'm just,
1: I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying, the soonest you could see it yeah fall late summer or fall of 2021 and if that's if everything goes right right even with them making an agreement that gives them time to work things out that gives them time to get a script in and the time blah blah blah. that's the quickest i'm with you i'm leaning more towards 2022 best case scenario right but uh, you know but let's just say what the fastest could be yeah so you're still looking at over a year from now and and in that time we are going to have more movies coming out yep the, the 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 thing is other than Halloween, because I don't count it as a remake. Okay. It wasn't really it was a really movie.
0: I mean, it was a movie, but it was a made for it, TV, yeah, but Yeah, but series. it
1: wasn't really a remake of that movie, yeah. even. It was a whole different beast. I don't count it as a remake. The only remake that has come out that had... Well, uh, remake, sorry, continuation that has come out that uh, had did well was Halloween. Yeah. Halloween 2018. And we got Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. So you would be putting this movie at its earliest at the earliest it could possibly come out, would be going against Halloween ends. Yeah. It would be around the same time. At that point in juncture, if Halloween Kills does big things like Blumhouse is, you know, saying it's going to do, mm-hmm. Jason Blum says this movie's going to be the biggest movie, blah, blah, right. blah, We, you know, that that was part of the news that we weren't going to talk about, but we'll just throw it in here because it fits in here. Yeah. If that's the case, you're going to be overshadowed by that. I don't care that your absence was there. Fans will remember that you've dicked us around for years because yeah. of a lawsuit. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. It may be. It, it sucks to say. I mean, it's a beloved enough character that people will support it, but it might be too little, too late by the time they get to the. Table because in that meantime how many remakes are we getting or continuations etc whatever right. you want to call them Candyman will be out by then uh, so we'll see how that does in the box office Child's Play did well in the box office believe it or not it didn't smash but it did well
0: it did good for what we expected yeah yeah
1: but but it did it it made its money back and then some, yeah. so so it, it's 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 all right uh but you know there's a lot of things that haven't done well you know yep. what I mean let's let's be honest I mean. Look at the uh, grudge. You know the grudge. The grudge fell on its face. The turning it, fell on its face. Turning fell on its face. I mean, we'll see pretty soon. Birds of prey. Not I, a horror movie, but that. Right, right. Fell but, on its face. but here's the thing. I think that, and it's not even just the. I'm just saying in the horror genre. Yeah. Like, in the horror genre, I feel like the more original ideas are are finally getting pushed. Yeah. I mean, and I think you're going to see that more because they're emboldened because of the because of the Academy Awards. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago that Get Out was nominated for all the top awards. Parasite, which is is kind of a horror movie. One. So now they're like, "Hey, we can push the envelope into these really cool avenues and possibly win Academy Awards." and
0: um, You want to know what I think? You want to know what I think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Victor Miller is going to win. Sean Cunningham's going to
1: want another case. He's going to want to. He's going to try to push it. He's going to try, gonna try push to push it, it. And then it will be too little, too late. Yeah. Because by the time if if it goes, if the Supreme Court will take them a while to even hear or to hear the case to see if they'll take it, that could take a year. Yeah. or better so you know you're adding a we'll say a year even if it's quick you're adding the six months of them negotiating yeah I don't, I don't trust me in this case it won't be quick it'll be like a year before they look at it yeah. so you're talking about adding another year on to 2022 so we're then early case scenarios 2023 2024 and by then horror might be yeah <laughs> it might be well, on its ass again
0: one thing we do know is it has been as of this past uh thursday the the 13th of uh, uh february it's been officially 11 years since, Since the, last, uh, the last Friday the Thirteenth movie came out, and uh, it's the longest it's ever been in between Friday the Thirteenth movies.
1: Yep, and it looks Time's like a ticking. Well, here's the thing: maybe this will help it. Who and, knows? And on our and on our and on our account it would be will be about thirteen years. Yeah, which, I mean, I mean, it would be a nice number. Halloween
0: was eleven years in between movies, and look how big Halloween
1: was in twenty. Yeah, but they had to wade through the shit though. True, but like that's, that's what they're doing now. It's different, but the different kind of
0: thing they're waiting through. But it's still the difference. Maybe this helps it.
1: The difference is well, yeah. But here's the thing: the the public fight is hurting this. I really believe yeah, that because fans, too. even though fans love the character, we don't want to. You know, there's a certain amount of fickleness that fans will put it behind him. Be like you greedy prick. Yeah, and they might not support it for that reason. Especially not to if mention, Cunningham is the executive producer on uh-huh. it. They may stick it to him. You know, but well, but well. not to mention, gotta point it out. There's some pretty decent. Uh, fan films out there. Yeah, people are enjoying the fan films. I mean, I know I have. I mean, some more than others, obviously. Right. But I've enjoyed them. So I'm like shit. I'm 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 it's more, like Never hike alone is. I it's think, coming, uh, up soon, it's coming up soon, man. I think they're filming. Never hike now. in the snow. Never hike in the snow. That's what it's called. But anyways, and then there's there's the other parts are coming. Bam, bam, bam. Right after. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm enjoying some of those Yeah. So I, I don't know Maybe we get our fill From the uh, independent uh, people Who are making it The fan films That aren't making any money For making it But at least they're making them right. And then you come back So I'm telling you with, with some of them Like Never Hike Alone Coming out Which was really good And ground moving If you come out With a weak ass movie the, the crowd's gonna It's gonna chew it up And spit right. it back at you
0: I'm just throwing it out there all right, well, from uh, one uh, horror movie icon to another one. Uh, now, we know we've been reporting on here. We've talked about it enough times. Robert Englund wants to do Freddy Krueger one more time. He's he's all about it. He's going to do another one when they finally come around to it, except uh, he recently did an interview with Entertainment Weekly and said that he doubts he'll ever play Freddy Krueger again.
1: My heart Uh, was broken. Well, I I think there might be two things to read into that. Uh, First thing is, let's be honest, he's like a yo-yo with it. Every other year, he's like, I want to play Freddy. I don't want to play Freddy. I want to play Freddy. I don't want to. I get it. He's getting older, and it is daunting when you think about it. The other thing I might read into it, maybe he doesn't think that a new movie is going to get made. Yeah, with the rights going back. This isn't the same as Friday the 13th, but they're still. But they're they're still trying to get a script, and they're being very selective. As we've heard, they're being super selective. And, I mean, they have all the heavy hitters pitching them. Yeah. Like we've talked about it, they literally have the icons of current horror yeah. pitching them on movies. We've talked about some of them right off the top, so it's not like they don't have the best minds going. If they want to make a movie, you can sign on because you have you had uh, Elijah Woods Company, what Spectre Vision. Yep, you have you have Blumhouse. Definitely, yeah, and, and I mean their track record. Look at Halloween 2018. Did Flanagan want to do one? Well, yep, Flanagan wants in. Mike Flanagan's definitely in. He pitched it. Yeah, uh, there, uh, Freddie Alvarez and Sam yep. Raimi were 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 at one time talking yep. about.
0: It. Everybody wants. I the can't even keep it straight. That's why I'm
1: asking. Like that's I, I know we just reported about this in the I'm last saying, month, but it's hard to
0: remember them all.
1: Everybody wants the goose that lays the golden egg. You know what's going to Everybody you? wants you it. You want
0: to know what'll get it off the ground? Jordan Peele. As soon as he says, "I want to do Freddie," boom.
1: I don't know if I want. <laughs> honestly, I, I, I love, don't want to see. I that. love Jordan. I don't want to see Get Out meets Nightmare. No, I Street. don't either. I, I don't really either. don't. And I, I mean, there's there's many reasons why that'll I, stray but, too far from you know
0: the the whole mythology and. everything. I don't know there. if I he can make.
1: I that. don't honestly, and I'm not saying this. I think Jordan Peel's is very talented, but I don't know if he so can make. I, I don't think he can make that movie. No, uh, I would. He's I would not prefer, the right person for that? No, I would prefer a a, a Blumhouse production or a Spectre Vision production with Elijah Wood or. I would really, actually, my ace would be Sam Raimi and, and Fetty Alvarez. That would be my. I mean, and nothing against Mike. Fla- nothing that. against Mike Flanagan, but I don't even know if I want to see a Mike Flanagan version. Because Mike Flanagan's kind—I of, I mean, he's good—but I mean, it's not like—but he does different style. I don't know if that style matches, but I think the yeah. the, uh, the dream team, right. the dream team would be a Sam Raimi produced, Fetty Alvarez directed Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that would be the movie to trump all movies. If it, it, so, if I was them and I heard those two wanted to be attached, take it. I don't even need a script for that. right Think about it; you don't need one. You got two of you have one two of the best directors slash producers in horror working together on a movie. We saw what they did with *The Evil Dead*. Right. Uh, right. Enough said. Here you go. Here's a paycheck. Take that would it. be the ideal situation. I think that would be the best. But I would, I would, I would, I would still like to see a, a, a Blumhouse or Spectre Vision, vision version because yeah. those two would be acceptable. Because I think that they could handle that property well. Right. It's all about handling property. We know we've seen Spectre Vision do slashers. They did *Maniac* and they've done you know a bunch of other ones. But *Maniac*. Is specifically as a slasher, and we've seen Blumhouse obviously do a slasher with Halloween 2018 to great success. Right. So I mean, you have. You, I think there's trusted hands all over the place.
0: You're so I don't, right I, don't, I
1: don't. I know. So maybe Robert England is speaking that the family's being too selective. Could that be. could be it.
0: Uh, so last thing I want to get to before we get to the really cool, fun stuff that I was referring to in the open of the show, uh, Ghost Hunters is going to be returning for Season 2 on A&E on April 8th.
1: Is it going to have our good friend Dustin Perry?
0: No, he's not a part of the new B. version of it, so I mean, I he's kind of doing it. his own thing. I'm, I know you're not excited about say he about won't come things. back. He's
1: still friends with the guys. I actually I talked to him about uh, Grant. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just saying I, I I I you know me I'm this is not my alley I'm not really into yeah. paranormal this I is like the show this it's, is I'm just saying this is up your alley I'm the original version here. of the show the original
0: incarnation was was better except they started when it was originally on it got to the point where they were making stuff up I think just for TV right that's what this new version is kind of like but I don't know Dustin was I, I had a long conversation with him about Grant and and the guys and stuff and he's still very close with them and you know
1: well here's the all bad he part. could speak to is what he saw and he was he was very open about this we had a really cool conversation yeah. well you know. what? I I will say this. I I really... I really enjoyed talking to Dustin Perry. He's a really nice guy. So that's why I said I would support it if he was involved. Not saying I don't like the other guys, cause I but I've never chat met with them. with him briefly over the weekend, actually. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. So he's good. I love him. He's a good guy.
0: Yeah, we talked over the weekend on Twitter. Oh, ah, there you go. Pictured a, he posted a picture. He was at like a truck stop or something, and there was some guy with a big oversized uh, foam hat on sitting at the thing, and he posted something about how sometimes you just uh, you need to wear an oversized hat. So, of course, I had to post a, a, a GIF of uh, Turd Ferguson from Saturday Night Live on uh, Celebrity Jeopardy with the big oversized hat. Yeah. And-
1: you know, we had a little, we had a little fun exchange. <laughs> that's fun. That's, so that's funny. Yeah, Dustin's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. I, I, I would support uh, anything he's in. But once again, I'm just that. Those aren't my kind of show. So right. Uh, for all of you in the paranormal world, though, that's well, a good. I'm that's excited. a big. That's a big uh, win. All
0: right. So time for the fun stuff. Ooh, fun stuff. So you mentioned at the top of the show, we got Monster Mania coming up. Yes. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. You want some more fun stuff that we could potentially do? Yes. Flashback Weekend takes place July 31st through August 2nd in Chicago. So, on top of some amazing horror celebrities, Nick Castle's going to be there. there there's going to be some really cool celebrities there. Yeah, uh, uh, Sandy Johnson, who played uh, Judith Myers in the original Halloween, okay. the one that got stabbed. She's going to be there. So, so cool celebrities. However, just recently it was discovered that Michael, the the uh, station wagon that Michael Myers drives around in the original Halloween still exists. Some guys had it in his barn for decades. They have rented this thing, and it is going to be on display at Flashback Weekend in Chicago. Oh, that's pretty awesome. You can sit in the car. You can get your picture taken in it. You can get your picture taken with uh, with uh, Nick Castle in front of this thing. Oh, that's cool. This sounds so cool. Uh, the car that was using Christine is going to be there. The, uh, the green goblin head from uh, Maximum Overdrive is going to be there. There's going to be some cool stuff, but for the first time ever... The station wagon from that Michael Myers is driving around that he steals on his way to to Haddonfield is going to be there. The real car, the the actual vehicle. That's I like awesome. stuff like this.
1: That's pretty awesome. That'd be cool. Uh, we, we're we're a little ways away from Chicago, but that that would be cool if it's I a had long the time. Drive. I mean, Let me tell you, I, if I have time I and money, I might do again. that. Yeah, it's I mean, take the Amtrak, baby. I take the yeah, train. Might be worth it. The believe it or not, the, believe it or not, the train ride isn't that. Is not as horrible and it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, but they, you, they, we'd have to go to Syracuse to catch the Amtrak. Yeah. That's the I'd almost problem.
0: rather fly there. Just yeah, but boom, flying. Done. Couple flying out, can be two expensive. Hours. Unfortunately, yeah.
1: flying to to uh, O'Hara can be expensive for some yeah. reason. It's a weird i have to check weird. the prices, but I, yeah, I could check the prices. I'd rather
0: do that and pay a lot I'd of money to fly stay, than I, to drive there ever I'd again. Take, I'd take the train.
1: Just, uh, just because. And then we could pretend that we're on uh, the murder train.
0: Yeah, the terror
1: train. Terror train. Yeah. Maybe David Copperfield or maybe, will be there. Or Jamie maybe, Lee Curtis. Or maybe or maybe the Funky Train. Oh. Get the Funky Train. Yeah. The Soul yeah. Train. Damn, damn. So Soul Train Line. Soul Train Line. Soul Train Line in the line. Totally I'm I'm in. I'm not now I'm in. I've conned myself into going down Amtrak and yeah. then none of this is gonna be there and I'm gonna be upset. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh we got another one coming up. Ooh. This one's this is cool too. Uh so on Sunday, March fifteenth. In over 600 theaters nationwide. Now, we, a lot of our listeners are in the Binghamton surrounding area. There's nothing that's going to be here, but it's going to be in Ithaca. Uh, so in over 600 theaters nationwide, for the first time in over 60 years, the original King Kong will be returning to theaters. Yeah, that's cool. So it's going to be part of uh, Turner Classic Movies' big screen classic series. Uh, you can get your tickets at fathomevents.com or participating theater box offices. Fathom
1: throws some pretty awesome events. They do all the the big like re-release movies and stuff. So yeah. Fathom does some really cool stuff. So check yeah, that it out. It
0: sounds like Turner Classic Movies is actually going to be doing a series of these things, yeah. like I said. So this this could be the first of some really cool stuff returning well, this year. Like I said, I'm, I'm
1: not surprised. Fathom is uh, pretty good about putting on these events. So I'm sure Turner's like, oh, okay, you're, we're trusting you. So that's cool. That's yeah. a cool event. I, I, I dig that.
0: All right. Uh, The last thing, and this is coming up uh, actually a couple of days before that, so that was March 15th. Friday, March 13th. Yes, the first Friday the 13th of 2020. You can actually go and see Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D in Philadelphia at the Landmark Ritz East Theater. It's going to be projected from an original 35 millimeter film print, and it'll be using state-of-the-art 3D visors and technology. Tickets can be purchased at the
1: official Landmark Theater website now. There you go. If you're near Philadelphia, which we're only about two and a half, three hours away, uh, you know, hey, go ahead and that's and kind of a rare that thing. Out. Actually, be able to see that movie cool. in 3D, and it's the original cut. Yeah, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. an interesting
0: thing. Most of us were either too little to go to the theaters when that came out I mean, in
1: 3D, or or weren't even born yet. So that I've is I've seen it be on be awesome. TV. I've seen it on TV in 3D. Really? Because there's uh, the Blu-ray had it. Oh yeah, the Blu-ray, but, but, but I mean, it's, really a, it's just work. not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, it's the new age. It was the new age stuff. But
0: so you can actually see a yo-yo coming at your face in this movie.
1: Or, uh, or, or an eyeball. Or an eyeball. Or a harpoon. Yeah. Yeah, there's you'll there's see so harpoon. Much stuff, all harpoon, right. So much stuff.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. That, that's just, to me, that, that's some pretty cool events that are coming up uh, You know, just over the next couple of months here. So, uh, you know, get out there, horror fans. If yeah. you do go to any of these things, hit us up. We want to know what these are like in case we don't make it.
1: Not horror related, but we will also be at BroomCon. May 2nd yes. and May 3rd. You That's coming up us. too. We'll be doing a live, by the way, I I, I I was breaking this earlier today when I was talking to Ken M, the ODPH. We're doing a live ODPH live. We're doing a live Three Fat Nerds live. We will be doing a live Horror Zone 607 there. Nice. That's right. We'll also be doing a live the wrestling show there. So 8122 Productions and uh, the Ultra Dura Parlor Hour. I Hashtag might, 607 Podcast. If, if I'm allowed, things. I might actually tag in on the wrestling one. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Well, we're, we're, we're thinking about having some kind of all star panel for that. It's going right. to be some fun going i be some be fun about times. that. So BroomCon's May 2nd and 3rd at the SUNY Broom Ice Center uh, in Binghamton, New York. It's our hometown, so we don't even have to go far to this one. No? Uh, for all ticket information, go to BroomCon.com. Uh, and if you want to be a sponsor or a vendor, because the vendor spaces are literally limited. I think they're under 10 left. Uh, uh, if you do want to be a vendor, though, they still have some spaces, but act now. Uh, you can also get that information at BroomCon.com. I just wanted to throw that out there, but yeah, the spaces are filling up quick. It's it's looking like a, a lot of fun, and uh, you can even see diesel be a little uncomfortable. I'm going to leave that to, to the imagination. <laughs> Mike knows what I'm talking about. I might as well throw that in there so and i know diesel's listening so with that though if uh, anybody wants to comment including diesel to tell me i'm an asshole uh you can (laughs) you can do that you can do that easy you can do it on social media we are on facebook HorrorZone 607 like and like and share that page help us grow there on facebook also you can follow us on twitter and instagram at HorrorZone607. Uh, remember, for all the social media when has been talking about the show, use that hashtag HZ607. Uh, if you want any more information about BroomCon or about our local sponsors here for uh, 8122 Productions or our friends of the show like the Ocho Dura Parlay Hour, uh, The Foss Fiends, Floodlands, uh, Crimson Brethren, Shout at the Robots, you name it. Second Suitor's a new one that we just got for bands. All sorts of crazy stuff. Plus, you want to check out what the three fat nerds are doing. Horror Zone 607 is doing, The wrestling show's doing. You know what you can do it all in one little bundle of joy that we like to call 8122productions.com go there you can check all that out and you can stream and download shows from there you can see our entire archive last but certainly not least if you would like to get a ton of extra bonus content and help support the show monetarily it's easy you can do that on patreon patreon patreon.com 8122productions for as little as one dollar a month twelve dollars a year you get a ton of extra bonus content plus shows early and you can support the show that's patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. Look at that. I, I made it through all my uh, all my uh little early pitches. Yeah, you did. And guess what? We have the main event coming up. Yeah, we, we do. we're gonna talk some we're gonna take a break. We got through the news in one segment this week. Yeah. We are going to take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna finally hear the top ten. Ten through ten through one in the greatest horror villains in Mike C's opinion. And uh I I you know what for this list, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna do the jokes. These are the heavy hitters. These are the heavy hitters. There's nothing to joke about. Maybe we should a little. I can make make the obligatory jokes. I I will make a few. But this is the big – I'm intrigued. When I saw some of the people where they fell on the list last week, I am now intrigued to hear this list. And I have not heard it just like the fans. So we're going to take a break. I'm boiling with anticipation. And when we come back, we're all going to get what we're anticipating. That is the top ten. So we'll be right back. Hey, this is Courtney Gaines,
0: Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to The Zone. It is time to talk some horror. And like Rich said before the break, this is the main event. This is the coup de grace. This is it. It is week three, the final third of my top 10, or excuse me, my top 30. I keep getting that wrong. My top 30 horror movie villains of all time. But this is the top 10. This is this is it. So uh, before we do that, last week I know I kind of recapped what was on the first week. I'm going to actually go back and recap everything from number 30 through number 11. Just in case you've forgotten. Or if you haven't heard the show yet. So, number 30 was The Man in the Mask from The Strangers. Number 29, Drayton Sawyer from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Number twenty-eight was Damien Thorne from the original Omen. Number twenty-seven, the Creeper. Number twenty-six was the black sheep of the list, and I stick by it every time. Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men, and I still implore you all to go and watch that movie again. If you've ne- if you if you've seen it a million times, go watch it again. But have it in mind that that is a slasher movie. That is a horror movie. Tell me I'm wrong. Number twenty-five, the Black Christmas Killer from the original Black Christmas. Number 24, The Miner from My Bloody Valentine. Number 23, The Tandem of Roman and Minnie Castavet. That would be, of course, from Rosemary's Baby. Number 22, Baby Firefly. Number 21, Otis B. Driftwood. Number 20, Jigsaw himself, John Kramer. Number 19 was Margaret White from Carrie. Number 18 was The Thing. Number 17, Kayako from The Grudge. Number 16, Pennywise, The Dancing Clown. Number 15, Reagan McNeil slash Pazuzu, more Pazuzu. Number 14, Jack Torrance. Number 13, this one really, really shook you to your core, Rich. Mrs. Pamela Voorhees. Number 12, Pinhead. And number 11, The Xenomorph. There you go. That gets us up to speed.
1: That is uh, numbers 30 through 11.
0: Pretty good list so far. So let's see it if you can. let
1: time. Let's, let's see if you don't mess it up with the top 10.
0: Yeah, these are the icons of icons. So number 10, I can't wait to see what your reaction is to this one. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this one because I want to know if you actually agree with me on this. The ghouls slash zombies from the original Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, as a group, that's good. I like it. The most iconic one I mean, of them all set it's, off the it's whole one of the zombie biggest, craze.
1: Uh, well, not just the zombie craze, but it was uh, one of the most influential horror movies of all time. Of all time. Uh, George Romero definitely launched a, a wonderful career there and everything we got from that after. Yeah, yeah I, I have no problem with that for number 10. All
0: right. Number nine, and I think you're going to be surprised that this is as low in the top
1: 10 as it is. I went with Norman Bates slash Mother. Wow, that is pretty low on the list. I thought that would be higher. I thought that I felt like top five material. But Yeah. I'm I mean, talking
0: like iconic over the whole range of the series.
1: Yeah, well, that's there was a, really only like three good movies in there. I was going to say that's the problem. It, it, it kind of got watered. It didn't have down that longevity. Yeah,
0: exactly. F- but
1: if you go with that iconic original movie though, it's pretty. Yeah, he's huge. And don't don't She's think about huge. don't don't think about the remake either. No, I don't even take that yeah. into consideration. Yeah, I, the I, the I,
0: sequel parts two part two was really good. Three and we're gonna eventually. I've been wanting since we started the show to actually do a talking horror segment where we just discuss the whole series, and eventually we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll do that
1: one of these months. Why you not? need to catch up on. Them yeah, right now, I have but, to watch
0: all of them. But um, yeah, that that's that's uh, that's when that's number nine, Norman Bates. There you go. Okay. Number eight, Chucky.
1: Ah, oh, I'm not. I'm not offended by that. Why not? Great, yeah. great character, icon of horror, top ten spot. Yeah, I'm good with it. All right. All right. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's the, I don't know. Again, you
0: talk about the longevity and like totally iconic. I think the people think of Chucky more than they think of Norman Bates.
1: I think so as well. I would agree with that. That's why I said I, 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 I would, I'll go with that. All right, number seven, Ghostface. The new kid on the block, for the most part, for horror icons, yeah. like the one of the newest ones, I should say, uh, yeah, I, iconic movies, The Scream, uh, now quad quadrilogy, yeah. soon to be a fifth, allegedly, possibly, yeah. Uh, so can't I wait mean, to hear some news about that, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm I'm with it. I, I dig it. I love the character. Uh, it was nice to see horror, you know, kind of making fun of itself, but still being horror. Right. It was a slasher, you know. There was it was it was a slasher film making fun of slasher films but still didn't sacrifice any of the blood and guts in the things that make a movie a slasher film. Right. Especially on the fourth one, which in my opinion is the worst of the four, just because it doesn't really fit. Hey, but... You know what? I enjoyed the fourth, It was though. so brutal. Ready for this? I enjoyed the fourth because I thought that it was the most original of the storylines. Uh, because by the time you get... you know. Three to me was a I liked I, I don't there's not one that I dislike by like that I don't like I like right. all of them Three to me they started to reach all of a sudden there's a brother we don't know about and, you know that's the killer so like bringing it back for four we went kind of back to the original uh, formula and having somebody who was involved to be there right. right? but you didn't see that coming because I know nobody saw that coming when you first watched the movie
0: you know I honestly not to give away any
1: spoilers here I thought it was going to be Sydney so did I I thought they were going to go that meta I thought they were going to go hardcore meta like that so and I agree with you I I was there too I I thought it was going to be her or Gail Because I thought they were going to go with one of the two that's been in the series forever and and have one of them flip. And I thought that was going to be a And
0: was kind of just like, she wasn't really around as much.
1: Right, right, right. So I thought that's how they were going to do it. And then like part of me even thought that it could be uh, uh, Hayden Panettiere's character, uh, which was Kirby. Yeah, she was kind of. of, Because she was kind of more of in the horror movies. She was like the Randy. Yeah, she kind of had that, like, she was the Randy esque, but still, like, you know, the hot girl Randy esque, you know, whatever. Uh, character, but I thought maybe they'd twist it because of that Randy association with the right. fact that she knew so much about the movies. And Randy was never the killer. He was always the hero, if you will. And, hey, we'll flip it around. So when it was revealed that it was the niece and the random film kid, you are like, yeah. And you know what? Crazy. Just thinking about this right now, and this never even occurred to me right now
0: until you said what you did. I think that a better finish to that would have been if it was Hayden Panettiere and, and Emma Roberts. Yeah. It would have been better than, you know, just... Rory Culkin ended up being a throwaway, you know. It was it was kind of stupid. Yeah, and he, didn't well, really he, do he, much. Became, he was the muscle. He became though. he
1: became the patsy that, got, yeah. that that got killed. But he was the muscle. He did, he did the Stu Mocker job. Yeah, so that that's worked pretty much out what he too. Was.
0: Uh, but uh, yeah, and the one thing too about this that was tough for me to put this where it was is every one of these everybody that was that was Ghostface was a different person. Yeah. You know, all none of them just, were the same people. Just calm, close face. But they were all so good. I mean, great killers for in every, every way, movie. For
1: every movie, but the third one, it was two killers too. Yeah, every movie, but the third one.
0: Yep. So there you go. All right, number six. We're talking to heavy hitters now, big time heavy hitters.
1: Number six, Leatherface. Leatherface. Oh, talk about a boy who's misunderstood. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I mean, it's true. Uh, uh, Leatherface, great. Uh, what can you say? So the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, classic movie. Texas Chainsaw 2 reinventing itself and being more of a comedy shtick, but still great movie. Yeah, I love that uh, movie. Kind of fell on, then, then the franchise fell on its ass for a little while, let's be honest. And then it had an amazing remake. When you're talking about remakes that all remakes should be judged by – Texas Chainsaw Remake is the remake that all remakes should and must be judged by. Yeah, that movie was phenomenal. I dare say it. I've said it before. It could be as good, if not better, than the original.
0: Yeah, I agree to him. When I saw the movie, I was kind of disappointed when I walked out of the theater. It grew on me as time oh, went that by. So good. Now that it's almost twenty years later, uh, I remember. I, I think that what it was. I remember when I went to the theater. I had a real bad cold. I was yeah, it could sick, be and like, so that may have had something was, to do with I it. was late at it. night. But um, yeah, when I saw it, I didn't like it.
1: Such a I, good movie. I was like,
0: oh, the trailers were so good, but this was this was a mess and this and that, and the more I've watched
1: it. It got it was darker and more mean-spirited than the original, yeah. and how was that even possible? I know. But it was. And, and it there
0: happened. are so many good parts in the original one that I love, but there was some really, really stuff. You know, like the stuff with Franklin was kind of tough, and uh-huh. what's the point in the little house that they go to that used to be the 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 parent's house, you yeah. know? It was just, there was stuff that didn't really fit, and it was kind of corny,
1: the, the the remake kept you on the edge of your seat the
0: remake kept you on the edge of your seat the whole time and and then, know, and then, it then a really couple was...
1: of, and then we had a couple of the other ones that came after that they weren't horrible but they weren't great so yeah. it, it didn't i don't think it fell on its ass as bad as like part 3 or next generation cuz those right. were those were just bad well the
0: prequel to the remake at least it was in the same vein as the you know they used the same house mm-hmm. again and it was kind of the it just it, it should have it been a different like the same story. Movie.
1: It, felt, it felt like the same movie in a lot of ways.
0: Right, but they promised one thing, and it wasn't that. I mean, they they promised the the roots, you know, why Leatherface became what he was, and other than the fact that you show him being born, right, that's true. You know, under the conditions that he was born in, and what the mother was going through, that was it.
1: Oh, you're talking to the like the real, real, the far back. Pre- they're not talking about the the first prequel. I'm
0: talking, I'm talking uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning.
1: Okay, okay. The remake to the to the
0: the. Prequel the to the remake. remake. Yes. Okay. Yes. Not the Leatherface. Movie. Not Leatherface or Texas Chainsaw 3D or whatever it was called. Well, it's just called Neither Texas Chainsaw now, I guess. Those were prequels. Well,
1: sequels. No, this, Texas Chainsaw when was, a, was sequel? a sequel. Actually, Texas Chainsaw was a sequel to the original.
0: Yes, that's it. <laughs> forget about those. That one was okay. That was all right. Hey, that one was
1: okay. I just didn't like the fact they turned Mother Face face. Yeah. <laughs> There's a wrestling term for you. I know I said face twice, but yeah, they turned him right. face. It was weird.
0: But yeah, I mean, the the Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre, the beginning, was okay. I, I liked that it was all the same actors came back, uh, but it was a prequel to, to the remake. They used the same house. It looked the same, you know, that, but they just, it, the story was flat. That's the only thing that I was disappointed with that one, but uh, but you're right about the remake. You know, what a great character. You know, what a great villain. Yeah, I agree. The with One you. that's just iconic. You know, he's right up there with the other ones. Yeah, yeah. All right, so
1: ready for the top five? Yeah, I've been waiting for the top five. All
0: right, number five: Frankenstein's
1: monster. Wow, you went way back. I went way back. Uh, so is there anything more iconic than him? Question is, do you have any other Universal monsters in the top five? You'll find out. Okay, well, I was just asking because I was like, hey, if that's the representative, it's a good representative. Uh, I, says really just really misunderstood. <laughs> like, and I'm not even joking. Yeah, this you're time. right. He, the, the villainy. Uh, he's not really a villain in the aspect of the classic villain although he is very scary and you and, and and i see why he comes across as a villain but if you look at it artistically he's really not a villain right but i do agree uh, I, because of his legend i do agree he should be on the list
0: and that's the thing is the legend of it now these movies were made what 50 years before we were born Forty years, if, 50 yeah, years, yeah, whatever,
1: even more than that in some cases. Yeah. What were they? The thirties, I believe that they. Yeah, nineteen thirties. So or.
0: I was born in nineteen seventy-eight. So what, forty-five, almost fifty years before I was even born. I was born in
1: eighty-three. So about fifty years.
0: Yeah, and you know, people in our generation, we weren't around when these things came out. You know, we weren't around for all of the remakes. We weren't, you know, we weren't around for all this stuff. But our generation, he's portrayed as, as a monster, as a villain, and you know, he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere in the world of horror that we grew up in. Right. And uh, you know he's just—it's an iconic symbol of horror. I agree of the originals, with I do. I agree with you. That's good. Good pick. All right, number four, and this is going to answer the question for you count Dracula
1: I was gonna say if Dracula is not on the list I' I'd be, I would have been falling out the chair yeah because I Dracula has to be on the list so yeah I agree 100 with Dracula Dracula is probably the uh as far as the universal monsters the most iconic villain right uh what is a true villain right you know most of the other ones are there's a story like the story of the universal monsters is great I wish they would retell it in a, in a really cool way but most of it's by happenstance like the wolf man is only a wolf man because he gets bit by another werewolf right and then it's by happenstance it's not like he chews that path it's not like he wants to be the villain He doesn't want to be the monster Frankenstein is is a monster that was Created but doesn't want to be a monster But right. he doesn't understand that he's different Creature from the Black but, Creature from the to be a Goon. thing They come across yeah, and he's just a, It's just defending itself. Yeah, pretty much. in it's territory. It's just a creature. Um, you know, even like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. It's the, you know, he he did experiments on himself and it backfired, and and he can't get rid of. You know, Doctor Jekyll's always trying to get rid of Mister right. Hyde. The Invisible always.
0: Man is kind of a villain. You know? the, he
1: becomes a villain. Yeah. Uh, it, but it's caused by that. It's caused by him becoming the Invisible Man. If you think about it. Right. Like prior to being the Invisible Man, he was a sweetheart of a guy, and then he becomes the Invisible Man. He starts to get uh what's the word, jealous of, of of his of his of his woman, of the love interest yeah. because he thinks that she doesn't love him anymore because he's not there. And then he gets it in his head. And just like any other jealous lover who starts stalking and, and spying on, on the person they love, he does that only he can do it way better because he's invisible. So he can be in the same room and you don't know. Right. So so it worked out on another level. But Dracula is pure villain. Like he's been around forever. Right. He's 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 immortal. He loves drinking blood. He's reveling in it, and he's reveling in being a villain. And even if you go to the newer story, like a Bram Stoker's Dracula, he makes that choice. So it's right. kind of like it, he enjoys that, you know? Because but they always they use it as Vlad the Impaler yeah. for the Bram Stoker's version. So you think about it, he's impaling people while he's human, right? So he was a monster before he was a monster. Right. In that, if you go by that story arc, if you go by the regular one, he was just always a monster. Yeah. You and, know, and I
0: know I was afraid growing up. Lugosi, sleep with man. my covers up over my neck. Like it was going to protect me from getting bitten by a vampire at night, you know, yeah. but it's just vampires are everywhere. They, they've been around for almost a hundred years, well, over a hundred years. If you talk oh, yeah. about when the book was done, but uh, you know, it's just, it's one of those subgenres. It's kind of has its own subgenre, Really? Actually, you know, um, And and it all started with Dracula.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You know, so... And it was hard because I wanted to put him number one. Yeah, I don't know if I'd put him number one, but he's definitely the most iconic of the Universal Masters. Yeah, and I opinion. just
0: think that the top three are the most iconic ones, and I think it's pretty obvious at this point what they are. You just don't know the order. Okay, but, let's, let's find them um, out. Yeah, number three, Freddy Krueger.
1: I'm surprised you didn't put him at number six, because Freddy's Dead is the greatest name right now. So <laughs> yeah. all time. And it happened to be the... And it happened to be number six. Number six. So yes. I, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't put him at number six just for the joke, but I'm glad that you ranked him. Uh, I, I personally would have ranked him higher. That's just me, because I you know me. I'm a Freddy guy. Uh. Once again, yeah, top three icons in horror. I mean, actually, cross cross the board. Uh, Freddie Krueger was one of the first horror icons to break into the mainstream. I mean, the the dude, yeah. the dude had a cartoon at one point, yeah. a video game, uh, a a one nine hundred number, a doll with a string that said Freddy lines. Yeah, like you don't realize he was on lunch pails at P- at school. Like Freddie Krueger was a pop culture icon at the height of of, of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Uh, it was a, a TV show and a cartoon. I think yeah. like, he had it all. So like like he, he, the crossover appeal. There's only one other icon, and I'm sure, obviously, it's in your top two because I haven't heard the name yet. There's only one other horror icon who has an equal amount of footing in pop culture as Freddy Krueger. So, yeah, definitely deserves to be in a top three. I would have put him higher. Personally, he's, he would be my number one, only because I'm a huge Freddy Krueger mark. That's yeah. just me.
0: And I'll give you my reasonings why he was when we get through this here. But uh, Yeah, not a problem. I don't think there was really
1: a wrong answer when it came no, to the top no. three. You can, so. you can mix them up. Uh, so, number two, Jason Voorhees. I'm surprised he's number two. Yep. I'm surprised on your list he's number two. On other people's list, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but your list. On my list, he would be also number two. Maybe number and eh, number two, possibly. Once again, for the same reason, pop culture. Yep. He is a pop culture icon. Jason, the mask, the TV shows, the video games, the action figures, the comic books. Like it's infected across the board and and other than freddy krueger i mean i understand some people be like oh the other ones had comic books and stuff too but none of them had the merchandise that these two had right they had the highest amount of merchandise they were pop culture figures everywhere you turn the only reason he didn't have a 900 numbers because he don't talk because all you would have gotten is the right. if you would have called a number that's all you'd have gotten Cause he doesn't, talk, <laughs> you know. So I always wondered what was on that. I, I yeah, but you know what I mean. That there, that's why there's no way. That's the only if thing we're here. Walt Gorney. That's the only There's thing, a legend round here. <laughs> you know what? But you know what I mean. That's that's the only reason Freddy's got the 900 number and he doesn't. Yeah. You know? But you know, outside of that, yeah. I mean, two icons of horror. You can't argue with them. And by the way, uh, J- Jason has the highest body count in right. horror movie history. so And again, we'll break
0: down this top yeah. three here in a second. But uh, And you probably don't have a drum roll on there, do you? No, not yet. Because do I, have any, do I, you want to play if the, it I get, stinks? I don't care what you do. Just, we, can, we can line up something. There you go. Well, we already know who it is. Yeah, so number one on my list of the top 30 greatest horror movie villains in history... Michael Myers. Michael Myers is
1: great. I love Halloween. Halloween is my favorite horror Mine too, movie,
0: and that's not why he was number
1: one. But, uh, but 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 my favorite horror series <laughs> is his nightmare. I'm sure he is. Everybody knows. But uh, I I I enjoy Michael Myers. He could have been anywhere. Top three is definitely a good spot. All three of these guys are interjectable. Uh, you know, I I can't I can't argue there. Yeah, I can't
0: argue. So here's here's the the thought process behind this. So first of all, Michael Myers. There would be no Freddy. There would be no Jason if there wasn't Michael Myers. You know, he was before all of, you know, almost almost everybody on this list. But in that subgenre, the slasher subgenre, you know, Leatherface was around before, but he doesn't compare to Michael. Yeah, and it wasn't That's the choose-your-own-adventure your of, of slasher movies, you know, of that series. You know, yeah. every movie's different. Um, you know, there was a couple people. Like Norman Bates, you know, again, yeah, did Norman no. really? Norman was a good guy. No. He had a psychological issue that made him, you know, do what he was doing, but you know, he was really one of the only ones, or those were the only two that were really around before him in terms of the slashers or whatever, but there would be no slasher craze in the eighties. There would be no Michael Myers. There would, or excuse me, there would be no Jason Voorhees, no Freddy Krueger. If there wasn't a Michael Myers, it set off the whole thing. So when I got down to Jason and Freddy, who, like you said, pop culture icons. You could go with the
1: fact that Halloween, the movie was better than any movie in either of the other franchises. Right. And I agree with that. Which is fine. I mean, I could, I could, i make that argument, too. But and the so. first
0: couple... Of, you know, the first Nightmare on Elm Street and the first Friday the 13th in, in arguably the second movies. ones. They're iconic movies but, for what they did.
1: But the original Halloween, Halloween was, is, is better. Is Trump's was, both of them. Transcends it, yeah, you know? Yeah.
0: But uh, the reason I picked Jason over Freddy... Uh, and again, those three pop culture icons, those two, especially with all of the merchandise, everything. And you, you could say that overall, they probably are bigger stars than, than Michael Myers. But again, that was my reason why Michael was number one. Uh, Jason over Freddy, there were more movies. He had a bigger body count. He did more damage. Period. Yeah. And he I was more that. terrifying. You know, Freddy invades your nightmares and there's nothing more terrifying than that, except somehow Jason makes it scarier. You, you know, people
1: like to go camping. But I can avoid camping in Crystal Lake. You can't avoid going to sleep. True. I mean, true. there's there, there's that. That works out.
0: Maybe it's me because I like to go camping. Yeah, as that's a kid. true. That's you. And I like to go camping in the woods. You know, right. that sort of a thing. You know, and I was always afraid.
1: Yeah. But he's only infecting a certain area. And, you know, I, but I mean, I get it. He still has the body count, though. The body right. count does count or something.
0: And again, I mean, Dracula. Dracula's there's an I, entire thing, you know, with vampires because of Dracula. He's iconic, but it almost feels like that particular character's gotten lost over the years you know it's just it's been done so many times these three these are what we know from our lifetime they're what has
1: made horror what it is you know what's upsetting me though about your list and and i I might be wrong maybe i just forgot that i heard it did you have the shark from jaws i didn't the shark from jaws should be on this list you know i thought about that too and i was just like yeah it's just it's a shark Yeah, but the shark from the original Jaws movie, maybe not in the top five just because of of circumstances of how that series went, but you think about that first movie, like – there's generations of people who are scared to oh, this day to go into the ocean because of that damn shark.
0: And eventually, I'm gonna do my my top 31 list that I originally did of horror movies. I gotta revamp it a little bit because there's been some things that are gonna replace what I originally had that have come out since. Uh, let's just say Jaws was near the top of that list. Oh, yeah, Jaws is a near spoiler the top. right there. I was gonna say
1: Jaws is always near the top of my list for that too.
0: But now that I'm looking back on it, you know, I kind
1: of wish I did put the
0: shark in there. But
1: you know, with the time that I did it, I was kind of like, eh. My solid one through three has stayed the same in horror movies. Yeah. It's never changed. Uh, so my solid one through three, and I'll, I'll say my is it's Halloween at one, The Exorcist at two, Jaws at number three. Yeah. And you could actually interchange most of those, but that's just my opinion. Uh, my opinion be, is based upon Halloween as the original slasher and, in my opinion, and also the fact that it's a damn near perfect movie. Yeah. The Exorcist also very equally good as movie and scary as shit. Yeah, and then you follow that very closely up by Jaws, which not only did it not only did it do well in the box office, not only did it do well in the academy, It was like the first big summer blockbuster. Yeah, and not only did it do well in the box office, not well, not only did it do well with the academy, but it also. Is it scare generations out of the water? Yeah, I have always said the people same people thing. People are nervous when it comes to go Jaws. into the ocean because of that right. movie. I've always movie said all.
0: the same thing about Jaws. The way that I describe it is there's never been a movie that's had a more profound effect on people than that movie. Kids today that don't even know much about that movie are still afraid to go into the ocean because of Jaws, something that came out and, almost
1: 50 years ago. And I'll go on a limb and say this Steven Spielberg owes his career, and Steven Spielberg uh, was damn lucky. That the happenstance (laughs) that the happenstance of that shark the mechanical shark didn't work. Because the original script would have not been as masterful as the script that we got. Agreed. Because that shark didn't work, they had to shoot around. He's a genius for doing it, by the way, so I'm not taking anything away from him because he, on the fly, he said, okay, we just need to change what we're doing completely and made it happen, and that's the masterpiece we got. But if you think about it, if that shark works, we get the original scripted movie, which wasn't a horrible movie, but it wouldn't have been the first major summer blockbuster. It wouldn't have done so well at the Academy Awards. And... I, in a lot of ways, that movie is what spawned Steven Spielberg becoming the gigantic it oh, director yeah. that he became. Because people went, hey, he took, not only did he take a problem and fix it and make it into a masterpiece, but on top of it, it's a masterpiece. Not many directors direct one masterpiece like that, let alone the amount that he has directed. But I feel like if he would have failed in that role, he may have not gone into the Where same line. I mean, think about it. You fail in a movie sometimes and that's that can be all right. that she wrote. And that movie had a lot of problems. Yes, so it to, did. To, to survive that movie and to make it what it was is great. But once again, your list is good. I like the list. I like it a lot. Like I said, my my, my top three, I, I would have picked the same top three. I just would have had a different order. My order would have been Freddie, just because I'm a Mark. I'll be honest, because I'm it's going down my favorite, and then uh, number two would have been Jason, followed by Michael Myers. Uh, mostly reasons I'm coming into it is once again I come into my own feelings, and then the reason I put Jason and Michael Myers, uh, I put Mike, Jason and yeah, Michael might have been the original, but Jason perfected it.
0: Yeah, and Michael
1: really is kind of he's a much more bland character than yeah, Jason. He's got way less of a body count than than well, he's got a little more than Freddie, I do believe. But he's got way less than Jason, right? Like I said, the character of Jason, like Michael Myers, it's like it's like that SLC Punk uh, version of the uh, Sex Pistols and the Ramones. Yeah, who created it doesn't matter. You know, no matter how you know you know it looked like you know they created it, and then you know as they say in the movie, and then the Clash perfected it. Right. Basically, Friday the Thirteenth. Jason Voorhees is the Clash of the slasher genre. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest I mean that's that's how it really is if when you look at the genre yes you got to give homage to the person who created it and yes if you're going by movie the original Halloween blows any other movie out of the water however that the fact that Jason Voorhees is when you think slasher you think Jason yeah like the slasher genre became the Jason genre as much as it, Halloween created that stalking brooding first first person serial or serial killer if you will Friday the 13th as a movie, whether it was the original with Pamela Voorhees or the subsequent sequels, really mastered that art form, really mastered it across the board. And I feel like the problem with, uh, with Halloween is they've kind of fucked up their own, their own uh, formula a bunch of times. True I, And I think sometimes Sometimes they try and I, and I mean I know you're a fan Of more of the stalking And stuff Which is fine And, and I, I like it too But sometimes There's parts of those movies Where he stalks too much And there's not enough action You know what I mean Like you see Like there's a pointless scene here Like especially in the later movies Four and five are infamous For having these random Like no payoff stalkings You know what I mean Does that I make sense I disagree with
0: four I think four is darn near a
1: perfect. Four is good. I'm not saying four. I'm not saying four isn't good. I'm just five. You're right. But four, there's six. six, Well, we're not going to talk about six. Six doesn't (laughs) even count. But I'm just saying four, 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 and five. And, And four is a better movie. Don't get me wrong. It's one of the better ones. However, there is a portion of that movie where he's stalking and nothing comes of it. I mean, and it became a, like a running gag. And I think it's because they were trying to recreate the original because right. the original spends a lot of time that way. But you're never going to recreate the original. You're never going to do it. So what you need to do is you need to keep that. But you already had Friday the 13th upping the bar. So you need to morph your movie into that. And I'm not saying a direct copy of Friday the 13th, but we see the stalking done to perfection in Friday the 13th because there's no wasted stockings, right? None. If you think about it, when, when he gets on the prowl, when you hear the build up music for Jason to, to strike, you know shit's going down. right? There's never a time where you get disappointed. It might take a minute. They might jump scare you with the cat or the wind blowing open a door or a window or something, but then on cue he's there just to get your ass. It's perfect. And, and, and once you have that as the template, it's hard to switch back to the original template. Do you see what I mean? Right. So even though the original Halloween was a perfect movie or damn near close to it, you get the fact that the formula was perfected in the Friday the 13th series. Right. So then after you go to that, it's harder for me to be like, and once again, I love the Halloween series. I'm a big fan. But it's like, man, I, I when that music starts, I want somebody to be gone. Right. Because that's what Slasher became to mean. because Slasher became Friday the 13th. Slasher became nightmare on elm street because even though freddy has a lower body count because of this his the way he does things think about it once he started stalking somebody in a dream they weren't getting away unless it was the final girl yeah if it was the final girl of course for all of them all bets are off but that's supposed that's the way it's supposed to be true that's that's how the movies booked but there's a lot of wasted stalking and if you go back and watch a lot of the halloween movies especially after the first one Right. You know, the, but the reason they built it in the first one was perfect, but you're not going to recreate that. And then right. a little movie came out called Friday the 13th that started going into one direction. I'm not saying to be exactly like it, but mix your style with that style. There would have been a bigger body count. And I think some of those movies would have uh, been greater for a bigger body count because I'm not counting the dogs. And then it's another thing. Mike, Michael Myers is the Michael Vick of fucking. Yeah, horror he is. He kills every dog possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like Michael he Vick probably ain't... should not be Mike...
0: the uh, the uh, the team captain of uh, the uh, AFC or no. NFC.
1: But he is the Michael Vick of horror movies. I'm just yeah. going to throw it out there. He's killed a lot of he's dogs. He's killed a lot of dogs. If we had dog bodies and he's still not at Jason, but you know what? You got some extra. Man wouldn't do this. That's right. This isn't a man. <laughs> this is a good explanation by the way. Yes. Yeah, it it's still, you know, that's, Like I said I... it's a perfect movie. Hey. It's the closest thing to a perfect slasher movie you're going to get, but And I'm going to I'm going to throw it out there before we close this up. That is where I think the Rob Zombie version did exceed. Because the Rob Zombie version morphed some of that Friday the 13th technique into the Halloween movie. Because think about it, in that movie, Michael's very deliberate. He still does stalk, but the results are way different. Yeah. There's nobody that gets the fuck away. Except for if... They're the final girl, final girl. She in barely that case. got away. He and she barely her up. Oh yeah. So you realize that the stalking and the menacing is going somewhere. It's not gonna be like, oh, no payoff. Oh, this is the fifth time we've seen this character getting stalked in no payoff. Yeah. The fifth one was way worse. The fourth had only a few scenes that were like that. The fifth one, the whole fucking movie, especially with Offic- Officer Doofus and Doofus. Yeah. 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 So bad. I know. So bad. But I like the list, though. Other than that, we could argue all day the top three. And I'm sure everybody at home has theirs. Guess what, guys? There's a really cool thing. You guys can get in contact with us. Let us know what your top was. Let us know. We want to know. You know how you do that? easy Horizon 607 on facebook like that page share that page let us know what you think what your top 10 is what your top 30 is what your top three is i don't care what did you think mike was right i'm right you have your own takes we want to hear from you we want to hear just throw it in the comments of of the download if you want we're we're, we're always game to hear from you also you can if you're if you don't prefer facebook that's fine you might be on twitter and instagram we're on there too at Horizon 607 when you're on there same thing and you can talk to us about anything don't just limit it to that. You can say if you want us to talk about a subject, is there a movie we don't know about because it's an independent movie? Is there a movie you want us to hear us talk about? Is there a movie you want us to watch? If there's a really shitty one you want us to watch, we got a guy for that too. And Luke has been waiting for you guys He's to see horrible at the movies. So once again, we have a guy for everything. If there's a book, we can put the professor on it because I ain't reading nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he did tell me today uh, when he texted me and said he couldn't make the show. Um, that's, that's a lie. That, uh, I read
1: comic books, but eh. yeah. Yeah.
0: He he, uh, he actually wants to discuss uh, The Howling at some point. He's got the, the book, and he wanted to let me borrow it, so uh, we're going to get into that, oh, that in the future.
1: Cool. I will talk about the movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I
1: love that movie. The movie's great. But anyways, uh, you can do that on those. Uh, follow us there, and of course, on all social medias, use the hashtag HZ607 so we know you're talking to us. You can visit 8122productions.com. You can do a bunch of stuff there. There is a HorrorZone607 page there. On there are some of Mike C's reviews. There's even reviews by The Professor on there. There's even a review by me on there. Anyways, continuing on that, you can also stream and download the shows from there as well as you can get download and stream the shows from any podcatcher out there. So I'm talking I'm talking Apple Podcasts, I'm talking iTunes, uh, if it still exists cuz I know that's kind of morphed into Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Google Apple Podcasts Play, Go, Google Play? Yeah, we're on Stitcher, we're on Castbox, we're we're at Spotify, Spotify. We're big on Spotify, man. We're all over the place. Yeah, we're, we we're are on everything. We are on everything. Of course, Podbean because that's a that's a support host. But anyways, but we're on everything. You can find us anywhere by searching Horizon Six or 7, But go to a 122 Check out the website. You can also see my other podcast, Three Fat Nerds. We're on there. The Wrestling Show I do with Ken M from the ODPH is also up on there. You can find out what we're doing. You can get the events like we talked about, BroomCon May second and third. SUNY uh, the ice rink at SUNY Bro- or SUNY Binghamton is it SUNY SUNY Broom. broom. SUNY Broom. Sorry, they keep changing the name. It used to be BCC by the way. Yeah, it was
0: Broom Tech before that. Apparently. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. My dad still talks about going to. Broom
1: Tech. Yeah, and and, and when I, we grew up as Broom Community College, so PCC, now it's SUNY Broom, whatever. Anyways, it's going to be there May 2nd and 3rd. For all ticket information, BroomCon.com. Real simple and easy. Of course, you can check out our friends of the show, the Ocho Duro Parley Hours there, take you to your website. Our bands and everything, they're in that section. Of course, there's our local sponsors like Dragon Master Games, who provides our studio for us. And if you would ever like to send a care package to Zone 607 you got a cool artwork or something you want to send us, we have studio space to put it on the walls. The walls, I did buy new picture frames. But anyways, we have have this guess what? Send it here. Dragon Master Games, in care of Horizon 607 1235 Upper Front Street bring to New York. We'll even put it up on Instagram, Twitter, yeah. and, and Facebook. We'll take a picture up and put it up if you do. Yeah. We'll advertise your artwork if you got it and you want to send it to us. Send it to us. Send us your ideas. Send us whatever, you know. Uh, there's also a contact page on 8122productions.com. And last but certainly not least, if you would like to support the podcast monetarily cuz it is not free to run a podcast. We bring it to you for free. We love bringing you the entertainment, but you get a lot of bonus content. You get the unrated, uncooked, unedited uh, version of the 3 Fat Nerds podcast every week. You get uh, extra un unedited and extra topics in the wrestling show every week and you get this show early and all those other shows early as well and of course you get love is scary with spooky mike and dr Derek, the hottest show that we cannot talk about because it is that x-rated uh but you want to see it because dr Derek says he is taking out dr drew he says he's coming for the crown fuck uh love line (laughs) or whatever that show is (laughs) Uh, anyways, he's you know, so check that out. And uh, so you get all that extra bonus content. You can do it for the two tiers or one dollar and three dollars. We ain't trying to break the bank. And for the twelve dollars, you get all the bonus content. So twelve dollars a year, one dollar a month, twelve dollars a year. You get all that bonus content. Patreon.com slash eight one two two productions. Trust me, it goes into the show. As a matter of fact, I should be upgrading the soundboard pretty soon, hopefully. Thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, if not, you can listen to us. If you're listening to us for free, I've dropped this on the wrestling show. I'm going to drop it here. If you are listening to us for free, thank you for listening, honestly. We, we really do enjoy you guys listening, and that's all we really ask. The first and foremost thing is that you listen. I don't care how you do it. Thank you for listening. The second thing, if you want to do something free to help the show, rate and review. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts if you listen there or on CastBox. Anywhere you listen, you can rate and review the show. You can also rate and review us on Facebook. That does help the algorithm. It does help us reach more people. Believe it or not, that's awesome. And also sharing the show on Facebook and such, that also helps. All of that stuff is free to do. So if you just want to do that, I'm happy with that too. If you just want to listen, I'm happy with it. It's just levels of happiness. And if you really are all in on the show, guess what? We got a way to support us on Patreon. So hook it up. So thank you guys for listening. Mike, plugs are done. All right, thanks, Rich. So that's the show for this
0: week. Uh, next week, I have no idea what we're going to be doing at this point. The top, the top thirty list is done. Uh, we're hoping that uh, the professor is going to drift his way back into the studio. He says he'll be back.
1: Uh, I hope you're here, buddy. We should talk about the. We should talk about hitchhiker next week. Yeah. If he doesn't come in, you know why? Because that would make perfect sense. Why not? Because he might be the hitchhiker. He might very well be. Do you, you remember hitchhiker? They had the creepiest music. Oh of yeah, all music. He
0: he might be the hitchhiker. He You're might right.
1: be. That. I think he might be.
0: Yeah, or he could just be the hitcher.
1: Remember hearing that music? He used because that yeah. show used to come it was on, after on USA Mon- Network. Yeah, it used to come on after yeah. Monday Night Raw. right? <laughs> yeah, before it was Monday them. Night Raw. It's prime time wrestling. Yeah. But, ooh, it's so creepy. Yeah, I used to skate. It was. Uh, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Prime time wrestling. It was. I was terrified of that. I was. was, that oh, that. I, was oh, yeah. and I don't even think it was a scary show to be honest. No, I don't think it was either. But still. So, but, uh, but yeah, we're hoping he'll be back in the studio next week, uh, but we will figure out something to, to give you guys an entertaining show next week. So as Rich said, thank you guys so much for listening week in, week out. We love you guys. We love your support. And, uh, for Rich, I'm Mike C and until next week, I'm saying, say, ya.